into A to Z Sports Primetime on a Thursday. If you're new, I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com, that's where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team will put you in a position to succeed at GaryAshton.com, the best in the business. Two Rivers Ford. Also the best in the business when it comes to quality American-made Ford vehicles. One of the state's largest selections, as a matter of fact, can be found no matter how you like to shop. Two Rivers Ford will make it work for you in Mount Juliet at the dealership or online at tworiversford.com. So, in looking at the uh, in looking at the situation for the Tennessee Titans, corner has been a big question mark. Throughout the uh, throughout the course of the offseason, especially with Buster Screen retiring at the start of training camp, I think that was uh, I think that oh yeah, many people by the way, uh, shoot, I didn't even think to have Reed pull a clip. Um, I didn't even think to have Reed pull a clip of Ric Flair at Titans practice today. I do have video that I took with the Nature Boy um, that I guess I could text to Reed. And he could perhaps potentially upload it into the system in some form or fashion that I've just sent to you, Reed. But yeah, uh, having having Nate out at Titans practice was a good time. So now, oh Ben Busquet, forgive me if I've butchered your last name, Ben. He says he's drinking at the Dulles Airport and tuned in. What up, my guy? I will soon be at the Dulles Airport because I will be uh, I will be flying into Dulles for the Baltimore game, not BWI. I don't like BWI. Uh, at least in my traveling experiences. So, glad to have you. Glad you're drinking. Hopefully, that'll make it more entertaining. So, corner's been a big question. And with that, Caleb Farley, as a part of the cornerback question, has been a bit of a mystery himself. We we still haven't seen a full, you know, a full sample size of what he can do. We still haven't seen exactly what role he is best equipped to play within this Titans defense. We've seen him start a game at outside corner and then, you know, summarily tear his ACL in that same start against the Buffalo Bills. So a lot of people have been asking, how's Caleb Farley look at practice? And I spent a lot of time watching defense on the whole today between the corners, um, the defensive line. They did a lot of team drills, a lot of seven on seven. And Caleb Farley continues it's only two days that we're out there, and it's you know it's a couple of weeks and months um, leading into this with the offseason. But Caleb Farley has looked strong, and I have been impressed with the progress that he's made. But I want to talk about who's under more pressure to perform this year, Traylon Burks or Caleb Farley. Let me know in the comment section on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. Please let me know. Who is under more pressure to perform in the 2022 season? The Titans first round pick at wide receiver or the former first round pick out of Virginia Tech as well. Caleb Farley, let me know in the comment section. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. Uh, we talked to a couple of people about Caleb Farley today, in particular Mike Vrabel. Uh, and Mike, Mike has been, it seems, pleased with the progress that the young cornerback has made. Uh, just about what the most rewarding part of his journey back is as he cleared different hurdles. And he said, really, just actually being back on the field, he said, learning to walk again is a real kind of reality check. I'm curious, from your guys' standpoint as coaches, how much mental coaching is involved with him as he goes through that process? Uh, you know, I mean, there's going to be, you know, I think now we're, you know, we're probably past some of that. I think the, the most important conversations were, were in, in 
December and January, staying focused, staying committed, um, not getting frustrated. You know, those are those were all things. And you know, if there was, you know, there were some bad days that that, that he came in, and, and I think that there were far many more good days and, and great days than there were, you know, days that he, you know, maybe were, was struggling. But now I think that there's the excitement of playing football, of feeling better. Um, and we'll just handle those as they come like we would any other player. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I, like, I like that it includes the thanks, guys. It's just a very quick – it feels like Mike Rabel was asked one question, answered one question. It's just like, all right, I'm out. Thanks, guys. No, that's the end of the press conference. But that's the head coach talking about Caleb Farley. And basically the question was, you know, how, how do you how do you kind of coach him up mentally on the mental side of things? And, and Mike said, yeah, you know, for the most part, that, that part's done, right? We kept him engaged. We kept him, you know, active. We kept him kind of locked in or tried our best to. Uh, last year, when the season got late, you know, two months after he tore his ACL, we're still out there playing football. You know, you're trying to find ways to keep the guys who eat, who aren't participating on the field, and there were several, um, still committed to what you're doing and still kind of focused on their specific task at hand. And it sounds like Caleb Farley has attacked that. But you'll hear from Robert Woods, who has been going up against Caleb Farley, as well as some other receivers, in practice over the course of the last uh, couple of months between the offseason and now training camp. But first, I'll tell you about the people who make your Two Rivers Ford take possible Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is located in Mount Juliet. They have been in Middle Tennessee for nearly 40 years. They're the best in the business, bar none. Whether you want to custom order your next Ford, the way that I did, whether you want to build the, you could build the exact car I did. You could build a 2022 Ford Explorer XLT uh, in the color black with all the customizable accessories that mine came with. Moonroof, heated steering wheel, uh, captain's chairs in the backs. You got it. Two Rivers Ford has got you covered. Or if you are looking for a pre-owned vehicle or not even looking to build your own, Two Rivers Ford can keep an eye out for you. Any of their non-commissioned sales staff can. For if a vehicle comes in, they'll notify you if one works and they can figure out the best way or the best vehicle for you and your family's needs. Two Rivers Ford, the best in the business, online at tworiversford.com. So, who's under more pressure to perform, Caleb Farley or Traylon Burks? You know, I think the, I think uh, Randy Howard says, got to be Burks, feels like it should be Farley, but who Burks is tasked or replaced has to be a factor. And I think that's the thing. It's probably the correct answer, Traylon Burks. Not just because of who he is and how his offseason has has gone. By the way, he had another good another good day today. That's all you can ask him, right? Guess who's not a story today? Traylon Burks. Love that for him. Um, just consistent performance, whereas he was the thing that was hovering over all of their heads for basically the last two months. Um, so that's a that's a uh, that's an improvement. Uh, Keelan Watson wants to know what are the styrofoam things that they're wearing on their helmets. Uh, those are called guardian caps, and basically. Uh, yeah, they look, they look dopey, but, um, you know, they don't want them getting, they don't want to increase risk of concussion during practice. So they said, yeah, put the, put the guardian caps on the line of scrimmage players. So offensive line, defensive line, edge guys, tight ends, they're all wearing the guardian caps. And you know, that's the smart thing to do. It doesn't matter if they're, you know, if they look like dopes in practice, it's, it's fine. It's about making sure that they don't get brain injuries while they're doing the thing that they're paid to do in the practice field. If, you know, unfortunately it's a risk of what they do anyway, but at least you can mitigate it with the colleges have been doing this for a long time. I'm surprised, honestly, that it took this long to 
make its way to the NFL. But yeah, the Guardian caps are uh, are kind of dopey looking, but you know, whatever. It is what it is. Um, although I know Austin Stanley is pissed about it because how much how much less likable and clickable videos and Instagram pictures of these guys are when they got these dopey looking mushroom things on their heads uh, without the logo on the helmet. It's hilarious how uh, how frustrated how frustrated um, Austin gets with the Guardian caps. It makes me very happy. So you guys should give him shit about that tomorrow morning if you remember to do so. Um, but yes, I think that I think that Burks is probably under more pressure writ large. But I do think that Caleb Farley is under plenty of scrutiny on his own. Imagine that he doesn't that he doesn't assume a starting role as a first round pick who is dealing with maybe not the same issues that uh, that Burks did in his rookie year, but has consistent questions about his health. Right? Can he stay healthy? What can he give them? Can he learn the position? Because he's really, in, in college, he only had one full season playing the actual position of corner. Um, now, it sounds like all those things are going to plan. But uh, in listening to Robert Woods talk about him today, I thought it was pretty interesting because this is a guy, this is one of the guys who's tasked with going up against Caleb Farley on a regular basis. And it sounds like the veteran heading into year 10 likes what he sees from the sophomore. The mental aspect of being like Robert, you know, kind of learning to, to trust the leg when you're when you're cutting or sprinting or you know jumping. How how is that process going for you? Uh, good. Just just go. Like I kind of said, uh, kind of with the braces, more so just go and push it. Um, it's, it's strong enough. It's prepared. It's healed. Um, it's more so about just actually doing it. So that's my my mentality when I go out here and practice is push it and go and. You almost want to like push it to the limits and see what you can do, and that's what I'm trying to do. The first padded practice, so that you can just get that first full contact and hit out of the way, and know that the knee's ready. Uh, I'm I don't really think about my knee, whether it's pads or no pads. It's, it's football. I'm just trying to go. I don't think about getting hit. I feel like that's that's a part of the game. I'm not out here thinking uh, about getting hit or, or giving hits. I'm more so just thinking about making plays and attacking. Um, I feel like, like I said, it, it's strong enough, it's durable. Um, more so when I'm thinking about pads, it's more so about um, getting pads clacking and, and blocking and having that football mentality, hearing the sound, making our running back spring free, uh, making guys miss. Uh, I'm not even thinking about my knee at, at this point. All right, I'm a dope. I asked Reed to pull a different clip. That is not Robert Woods talking about Caleb Farley. That's Robert Woods talking about his progress, which I wrote about today. Um, but regardless, Robert Woods did have some nice things to say about Caleb Farley, and this is this is the kind of thing you're looking for. It's not just about like the positional competition, right? I had Amani Hooker on today, and I I spent more time talking to him about the offense than I did about the defense because he's playing against the offense every day, and I want to know how things look. I want to know how the tight end group is, you know, gelling together. I want to know what he thinks of Tannehill and and the new wide receivers uh, that are out there playing. So that was that was basically the uh, basically the summary of our conversation. And that was something that Robert Woods spoke to the progress that he likes the, that he's seeing out of Caleb Farley so far. I really enjoyed uh, listening to Robert today talk about a variety of different things. Uh, Frank Irving says Tannehill will choke again. Again, Frank, I tell you, uh, I already had my little spiel at the beginning of the week. Um, your window for bitching about Ryan Tannehill in 2021 is over. It's a new season. I don't care what you think at this point um, about Ryan Tannehill in 2021. It, uh, it, is, it could not be less important for the upcoming season. Um, but if you would like to continue to live in a miserable state around, and maybe you're not a Titans fan, that's fine, Frank. You could be, uh, you could be a Colts fan. You could be a, 
a Texans fan, you could be a Seahawks fan, you'd be whatever. Like, I don't care what you think about Tannehill at this point. But, you know, uh, Tannehill can't choke in practice. It's a practice. That's all I give a shit right now about is training camp practice. I don't care about Bengals game anymore. It's over. It's done with. On to the next. Uh, but, you know, whatever makes you guys happy. Um, can't adapt. Uh, who the F is this Godwin guy, says Mike Connolly, and why did they sign him? Um well, I don't know. They do. They churn bottom of the roster guys all the time. He played at Georgia. He's been in the league, I think, since 2019. Like, he's just, uh, I, he, he was a decent player at Georgia, uh, if memory serves. But, like, yeah, I mean, you guys keep asking me, when are they going to sign a wide receiver? When are they going to sign a wide receiver? They sign a wide receiver today, and then everybody, who the, who the hell is that guy? Like, that's the kind, that's the level transactions that they're making right now. They're not adding, uh, they're not adding players really beyond what you're seeing at the positional churn that they have at the bottom. They're going to cycle guys like that in and out all year long. That's like, uh, what, who was it? Brian or Brian body Calhoun. And, uh, there's been a couple of them, Greg Maben. Um, there's, you know, there, there's always guys like that. Whose names you guys are like, who? And then it ends up being a dude that ends up on your practice squad. Like, um, you know, take a breath. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Uh, chill mode wants to know how was Weaver today? I did talk to Rashad Weaver for a little bit. Um, and I, uh, I think, I think they like the progress that he's making. He was what he's, what he spent a lot of time talking about to me today and to a couple of people. Um, I walked over when John Glennon of sports illustrated was asking him, uh, was asking him some questions and he was talking a lot about how he's, you know, he's six foot four, like he's Jeff Simmons height. He is a, he is a significantly bigger human being than a lot of players at that, at that spot. Now he can play a lot of different positions. Like I think you could see him take some snaps, uh, for Danico Autry in a certain role when they have him out on the edge. Or I think you could see him spell Bud Dupree in certain instances. Like I think, I think Rashad Weaver is going to give him a lot of different looks that they can do, but he's six foot four, so it's about pad level, right? It's a just a tall man. It's difficult for, you know, people of that size to get lower than say, I mean, Aaron Brewer. I don't know that Aaron Brewer is six foot. Like Aaron Brewer, who's might be playing left guard for you, he he may be six foot, but he's he's a physically stockier and a lot of these interior offensive line guys are physically stockier guy but he can get up underneath you get you by your pads if you're a taller defensive lineman and then control how he needs to move you based on the blocking assignment and and for Weaver you know that's something that he's continued to work on because he's just physically taller than a lot of people uh but I think uh I think you know I think that as a as a depth piece um I really think that I, I feel as good about the Titans defensive like we'll just call it line edge guys and, and tackles and stuff like that. Um, I feel as good about the Titans depth and rotational depth at that position um, as I have at any point since I've been here with uh, Rashad Weaver, uh, Demarcus Walker, who I think is going to be a decent player. I, I like Naquan Jones. I thought he gave you some good snaps last year. Laurel Murchison. I'm not sure necessarily. Um, he's not, he's not a, he's not like a, He's not an overwhelmingly noticeable player, but he can give you eight to five to eight snaps at any given point in a game, which is, you know, you're just looking for rotational guys. You don't want a huge drop off behind, you know, the big guys, Simmons, Dupree, Autry, Landry, like Ola is going to be a good player in, in less of a role uh, where you can give more of those snaps to Rashad Weaver and Ola can continue to give you production in ways that he did last year. Like they've got a pretty good group that they can mix and match parts with. Um, but yeah, I think you should feel pretty good about not just the defensive depth in the secondary, but certainly up front 
as well. All right, let's talk about who the best wide receiver is in the AFC South. Who do you think it is? Um, Because it's a pretty tricky question, honestly. Now, a lot of you are Titans fans, and a lot of your answers may uh, slightly tend to trend towards your favorite team. Um, but I think, uh, but I think that to think about who is left in the AFC, uh, in the AFC South, rather at this moment at that particular position, uh, it may make you stop and think for a minute. So who's the best wide receiver in the AFC South? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We will talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton real estate group of Remax advantage, the place that you go to win with the Intel edge. The Ashton team will put you in a position to succeed. GaryAshton.com has got you covered. They're the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators. They're the official real estate agent of my radio show. They're the official real estate agent of AZ Sports Prime Time. But it's not just that. The Ashton team is the official real estate agent. Well, not the official. But I think they're the official real estate agent of the, Na- of, of the city of Nashville, of Middle Tennessee, because they have been doing business here in Middle Tennessee with Middle Tennesseans for such a considerable amount of time now. GaryAshton.com, you know the face, you know the name, you know the Intel Edge that you need to succeed at GaryAshton.com. All right, who's the best wide receiver in this division, in the Titans division, as it were? Uh, Cooks or Kirk, says DP. Yeah, Uh, I was going to see how many people I I, I saw make comments before somebody brought up Christian Kirk. Um, cause that's what chill mode said too. let the off season tell it Kirk SMH. Yeah. Christian Kirk getting a, a really big contract from the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, for, uh, for, you know, to, basically the Jags paying the, our football team sucks, but you'll get snaps here, luxury tax. And we're going to overpay you to come here. Um, so could Christian Kirk, I mean, by, by paycheck, he may well be the, uh, high, highest regarded, wide receiver in the AFC South. Um, But looking around, I don't necessarily know that that is the case. I don't think Christian Kirk is a better player than Robert Woods. I don't think Robert Woods is the best wide receiver in the AFC South. I do agree with a lot of you who are saying Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks has been on, what, four different teams. I think he he was drafted by the Saints. He played in the Super Bowl... I know he played in the Super Bowl with the Patriots. I don't know if he won a Super Bowl with the Patriots. And I know he played, so he played with the drafted by the Saints, Patriots, Rams in some order. Now he's with the Texans. Brandon Cooks has been in the league for eight seasons and he has had six 1,000 yards, uh, 1,000 yard seasons. Robert Woods is going into year 10. He has only had two 1,000 yard seasons to his name. Now, statistical production is not everything. It doesn't mean that one player is clearly and obviously better than the other, even though those, you know, that sounds like a bigger gap than I think some of you might imagine. But Brandon Cooks has had shitty quarterback situations in a lot of different spots. Um, you know, Jared Goff, Tom Brady, obviously a good player. Drew Brees, not washed Drew Brees, but like good Drew Brees towards uh, still him playing at a high level, playing the quarterback position at a high level. But like since he's been with the Texans, they've been a wreck. They've been a wreck. They've been an absolute wreck, and he continues to produce. Um, there's no question that if everybody is healthy. Now, he's had concussion problems. Um, he's had concussion problems throughout the course of his career, but he has been he has been consistently better than any other wide receiver that's in this division currently. Um, Theron on Facebook says, Michael Pittman of the Colts is a sleeper. You know, Pittman, I, 
I do think he has potential, but he does not. He is not consistently. Uh, and I, I don't want to speak out of ignorance because I, I can't say that I've watched every Michael Pittman snap. Um, I've obviously seen a lot of him because he plays in the AFC South. And, you know, I just I watch games uh, during the course of the week, um, especially like the last couple of games of the Colts before the Titans play them. Right. Just to kind of get of a an understanding of who's playing well, who's playing poorly, all these things. Michael Pittman, the consistency seems to be a thing that he lacks. Like I saw him drop a lot of passes or um, not necessarily be on the same page with the quarterback on third down I think that when he came to a red zone target Michael Pittman was very effective so that obviously cannot be discounted and he's certainly going to get better um I would imagine but we will see how much better he looks and plays with a better quarterback in Matt Ryan this year uh okay so that I think is an easy is an easy conversation I think Brandon Cooks is by far and away the best wide receiver in the AFC South. But Robert Woods is going to be a productive player for you, provided his health. And I think that that is as good a possible solution as you could hope for. All right, let's wrap this thing up with a weekend bounce back. Who needs to bounce back the most in sports? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Please let uh, please let us know, and we will discuss it together. Who needs to bounce back the most in sports? We do this at the end of every primetime week. Some of you guys are vigorously arguing about something. I don't know what's happening uh, between uh, Bryce Erickson and it looks like maybe Nathan, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know who Nathan. I haven't seen a Nathan yet in the comments, or at least I haven't seen a Nathan comment yet. The comments are moving very quickly. There's a lot of you guys in here tonight across the four platforms, so we're grateful for that. Uh, but there's some kind of vigorous argument going on on Facebook, it would seem. All right, so who needs to bounce back? Theron says me. I don't know why, uh, but, you know, I hope that everything is okay. <laughs> uh, Royal Wright says the Atlanta Braves. What? Why? What happened to the Braves? Did they lose recently? Uh, Reed, Reed, I think. Reed, Reed, you're a Braves fan, aren't you? Resident Braves fan? Reed, are they down bad lately? You might have to come to the microphone for this. No? They're not down bad? Explain yourself. They not they are not down in they are not down at all bad, but they did lose Adam Duvall to a season ending injury. So oh, they are stinks. looking to trade and get another right uh right hander out there in the outfield. So that one hurts, but we will see. I, I who knows what uh trade moves they will make. So that's okay. that's the big thing that's happened. Well, maybe the, they'll lose their next game and they'll do like the 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 Yankees did after they lost to the Mets last night. They'll just immediately make a trade. Exactly. Um, because it's full on panic mode. All right, Reed. Thank you. Back to the shadows. Very good. Producer Reed. Everybody. Uh, who needs to bounce back? Cardinals needs to bounce back. Yeah, that's uh that's uh one thousand percent the case. The Arizona Cardinals are an embarrassment. The whole Kyler Murray situation is an embarrassment. It's just it's nonsense at this point that the that we are gonna continue to let the Cardinals uh not get off the hook for treating their star quarterback like a toddler. And this this press conference that Kyler Murray gave today, I thought was objectively hilarious about the fact that they had put in his contract that he re- that he is required to do four hours of independent study outside of the facility each and every game week, which one would assume he would be doing anyway, right? Today, I'm starting off, I'm talking today because, um, you know, I feel uh, it's necessary, you know, um, with what's going on as far as regarding me and, and the things that are being said about me. Um, it's, it's almost, you know, to think that 
I can accomplish everything that I've accomplished in my career um, and not be a student of the game and not, um, not, not have that passion and not, not take this serious is, is almost, it's disrespectful and it's, it's, almost, it's, it's almost a joke, you know. Um, it's, to me, I'm flattered. You know, I'm honestly flattered that y'all think that at my size I can go out there and not prepare for the game and not, um, you know, not take it serious. It's, 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 it's disrespectful, I feel like, to my peers, to all, the, to all the, the great athletes and great players that are in this league. Um, this game's too hard. Uh, to, to play the position that I play in this league, um, it's, it's, it's too hard. And, and I don't do this often. I don't talk about myself, but today I feel like I have to. And so I'm going to list the accolades, you know, to go 43-0 in high school in Texas. Um, some are going to say, oh, it's high school. That's cool. But nobody else has done it. Um, go to college, win the Heisman, um, get drafted number one overall to the NFL, get drafted number nine overall to the MLB. Again, no one's ever done it. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year, two-time Pro Bowler. Um, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not 6'7", 2, 230. I don't throw the ball 85 yards. Um, I'm I'm already behind the eight ball, uh, and I can't you know I can't afford to take any shortcuts. No pun intended, but you know th those are those those things you can't accomplish if you don't take the game serious, if you don't prepare the right way, and you know it, it's like I said it's, it's laughable, um, but to the to the film side of things, um, there's multiple different ways to to you know to watch film. Um, there's many different ways to process the game. There's many different ways quarterbacks learn the game and break the game down. Uh, of course, I watch film by myself. That's, that's a given. That doesn't even need to be said. Um, but I do enjoy and love the process of watching the game with my guys, the quarterbacks, my coaches. Um, you know, that's, and I think you can ask any quarterback around the league. You know, the camaraderie in that room, um, the, the passion that goes into it. Every man in that room has a job. Every man contributes in, in, you know, in, in different ways. And like I said, I think every player that has played the game, no matter the position, understands what I'm saying right now as far as uh, everybody in you know your perspective or your your room uh, having a job and contributing you know uh, so again reiterate that you know there's multiple different ways to watch film and you know of course we all watch film that's not um, that doesn't need to be questioned um, but it's again I you know I I refuse to to let my work ethic my preparation be um, being questioned you know I've put an incomprehensible amount of uh, time and and blood, sweat, tears, and work into what I do, uh, whether, whether it's football or baseball. You know, people can't even comprehend the amount of time that it takes to, to do two sports at a high level in college, you know, let alone do it, you know, be the first person to do it ever at, at my size. It's, like I said, this is um, it's funny, but, I, you know, to, to those of you out there that believe that I'd be standing here today in front of you all without having a work ethic and without preparing, I'm, I'm honored that you think that, but... Um, it doesn't exist. It's not. It's not possible. It's not possible. So um, that's all I have on that. Oh, Kyler got his feelings hurt. Kyler got his feelings hurt. Chris Frazier says, "Turn it off." No. <laughs> no, I will not turn it off. It is laugh out loud funny. This man got a study hall clause put in his contract. He got dragged across the surface of the sun for it because what the hell are you doing? Do your job. And then he's throwing this emergency press conference hissy fit 
saying, I, how dare you think that about me? You know, and not so many words, just outraged. I'm honored that you think I could do this without uh, incredible preparation, study and all these things. And it, listen, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure the answer, the, the truth is somewhere in between. Like I'm sure Kyler Murray is not a complete and total like bleep off when it comes to doing his preparation, but it's also like, I don't think that press conference helps him at all. Now, it helped him get the study hall clause out of his contract because the Cardinals are, he's clearly pissed about it. And now the Cardinals are, uh, now the Cardinals took it out. This this man, uh, no, I will not turn it off. We're going to keep watching this because it's hilarious. Poor Kyler, got his feelings hurt. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight on the primetime show. We appreciate you guys hanging out each and every Sunday through Thursday night with us. Primetime week is over. Radio show tomorrow is going to be still live from training camp. I'm, I'm literally doing my radio show from training camp, like on the practice field, uh, basically every day until September at this point. Um, tomorrow, Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio, and I have Kyle Phillips on the show. He's going to sit down at the, at the uh, broadcast setup with me, and we will talk with the Titans rookie wide receiver. He's been having a really good camp, a really good offseason. So far, I think a lot of you guys are going to look forward to hearing from him. Um, we will uh, we will get back with you Sunday night, but if I don't see you on the radio show tomorrow, have a fantastic weekend. Uh, and make sure you check out the podcast of the 615 Sessions because we're going to have some of the interviews in there for you as well, portions of the interviews in there for you as well. See you guys.